All right, y'all, welcome to another episode of the Good News Cast. It's good to be with you. Uh, my name is Colin Coates here with Jeff Hatton. Colin. Per usual. And uh, I think it's been maybe two weeks. So um, we're back, and joy is now back in your life. You're welcome. Um, today we're going to talk about suffering, uh, the topic of suffering, some of what the Bible says about uh, suffering, especially fitting for um, a time where a lot of people are hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are hurting uh, during this time of Corona and COVID nineteen, and and kind of how it's wreaked havoc not only medically speaking, but probably for well, definitely for most people economically yeah. and financially. So um, we're going to talk about that. Before we get into it, uh, we'll talk about something just slightly more important, which is the best things that are on Netflix right now that we've seen during this time to wade through the waters of the pain of corona yeah. um yeah what's the best thing and i don't know we didn't talk about this before <laughs> we did not, uh, but i know what the world's best thing was tiger what's the tiger king tiger king oh my word did yes. you did you watch it i did watch it painfully <laughs> it's like i watching a car wreck it was just i couldn't get my eyes off it and i i was not better for watching it no no i was like what did i just watch yeah, yeah, that that is one of those shows that it gets worse and worse. Yeah. And and you can't stop. I was joking with my family. We did like a Zoom call uh, a couple weeks ago with my siblings and I think some one of them hadn't seen it or something, them and their wife. Maybe it was my brother and his wife and I said you have to watch it. It's an incredible story of redemption. <laughs> 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 and I will say the same to you that if you're looking for something of a story of redemption, a story of uh, heroic salvation of sorts, Tiger King of sorts, Netflix. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So you'll love this. Uh, uh, my brother, uh, obviously he has, he has a child that's graduating and so they couldn't do the prom and all that kind of stuff. So they, they did a Tiger King party no. as a family. So they all dressed up like a character on Tiger King and he sent it to us. And I was just like, that's just so wrong. You have pictures? I have pictures, man. I texted back and I said, dude, that's like a little too close. It's a little too scary. Yeah, no, it was so funny. I mean, I think I'm for sure going to dress up as the Tiger King uh, for Halloween. Oh my word. Yeah. Next year. Um, Okay. What's your favorite? What's my favorite? Top one or two. Well, that you've I, seen. I, I, I like that movie Extraction that just came out. It's I thought good. that was really good. I mean, it's sheer action. You know, the Gospel of Mark, immediately something else happens. Yeah, <laughs> immediately right. another bullet, another fight. So I enjoyed that. That was my kind of movie from beginning to end. I enjoyed the fight scenes. I enjoyed the action. And I enjoyed the one or two lines that were actually in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. incredibly literarily like moving yeah very poetic movie again if you're looking for a thick plot something to really get lost in right uh extraction no i i told you before we started recording that that at the end of the movie i was i loved extraction okay and um and uh and at the end my wife was like well that was usually we're in agreement usually at the end of a movie we'll both at the same time say oh that was kind of bad she was like well that was terrible and i was shocked I mean, I was like, are you kidding me right now? That was amazing. But there are only like one, there's like one or two lines. Yeah. I think the writers, the mo- the director, the scriptwriter intended us to fill it in. They were probably like, hey, a couple pages, just let the audience fill in whatever they want. Yeah. Um, 
Extraction was good. I didn't even think about this before we started mm. hitting a record. What what have I watched that was good? Oh, we got um oh my goodness, we got and we'll wrap it up here, uh, to move on to something slightly less important than this. I got Apple Plus for free. It's like the new TV. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um McMillions, I think is maybe an HBO documentary, McMillions. It's about the Monopoly Monopoly game that McDonald's does. Oh wow. Are yeah. you aware of this? No. The, okay. Well, I do know about the game. Yeah. So I don't think most people are aware of this, but that game, Monopoly started to run. McDonald's started to run that game in like 1989. And then in 2001, um, they got a tip. So this is, what is that, 12 years? Yeah. 12 years into the game, they got a tip, an anonymous tip that it's basically rigged, that the winners are not legitimate winners, um, that... Okay, so the FBI gets tipped off, and they they start exploring it. And not to totally give it away, but I mean, you basically learned this in episode one that it was just all rigged. Uh, not not by McDonald's. It, it 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 dealt with the mafia. It basically dealt with a mafia family that ran New York, someone related to them, and the big ticket uh, prizes, like the million dollar instant win pieces, the half a million pieces. They were. Um, they were basically being stolen and oh they were being given out and it, it almost became a pyramid scheme. It's absolutely hilarious um, of giving these tickets out. So yeah. So basically for like whenever it started, whenever they started like swiping these prizes, it was all rigged. No one, no one was legitimately winning the big stuff. It was all like hand to hand um crazy but what's crazy. what's crazy is that no one really knows that i didn't know that anyone no. i've asked about it no one knows that somehow like and now it's a that was all uncovered and people were caught and it all made the news and nobody's really knows and mcdonald's still runs the game they just change the security of it and how they do it and yeah. blah 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 because apparently it like increases their sales by 40 percent or something yeah which is like 700 billion dollars or something i don't know i'm wow. making that up yeah. um hey anyway, one other thing before we move on waco intense yeah yeah that intense that was that was so yeah i i, I would recommend that especially for those that live in this area yeah. it possibly it possibly might open your eyes to things you didn't know about that event. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Just tragic all the way around. Yeah. But scary in multiple ways and on multiple levels. And yeah. the acting was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. the guy that played Koresh was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, anyhow, that was a good one. Tragic and scary on both sides. Because yeah. a lot of the narrative about it is about, yeah, see how terrible the government can be. Yeah. Which, according to the show, if that's a realistic... Um, you know, portrayal, that's true. Right. But also we are talking about a guy who impregnated like a 13 year old. Yeah. Okay. So let's not, you know, let's not act like it was all like, you know, right. Fairy tales out there. Correct. Um, cause it wasn't, uh, but yes. Okay. So I got to the episode in Waco Mm -hmm. where basically they start attacking the compound and I haven't been able to start it again because I'm just like, Oh, this is so hard to watch a bunch yeah. of like women and children who, yeah. you know, yeah. are just living their normal life. Should I press through? No, you, you, yeah. Or, or does it basically just end like, Oh, you definitely need to press through. Okay. All right. No, there's some, 
there's some incredible interactions between the main players that you need to okay. you need to hear, you need to okay. you need to see. I'll finish it. Yeah, you definitely need to. Uh yeah, that's on Netflix. Um all right. Let's talk about uh suffering and uh pain as many, many, many of us across the country are feeling right now. Um I've got some thoughts on this. Yeah. I had to write a big paper at the end of seminary that I recently had to revisit on on suffering and what the New Testament talks about. Mm-hmm. Uh, says about it. Um, and then recently was looking at Psalm 13, uh, which is uh, kind of a psalm of lament yeah. and pain. So I've kind of got some some different thoughts, but yeah. what comes to mind for you when you think of suffering, whether it's what the Bible says or or pastoral counseling situations you, you get in uh, concerning it? Yeah. So immediately my mind goes to two places. It goes to the problem of evil, right? The problem of suffering. Uh, and then it goes to, well, how do we respond? How do we deal with suffering and pain? I'd rather not go into the problem, <laughs> problem of evil and problem of suffering. Uh, we could tease that out another time. But I do think, how do we respond to it? How do we deal with pain? How do we deal with suffering? Uh, the Bible is uh, overly clear and overly comforting. Uh, you go to the psalmist and you're going to see uh, the whole spectrum of the human condition, the whole spectrum of every emotion that's ever been experienced by a human being. And so you can go to the psalm and you can find yourself there. You can find your voice there. You can find your pain there. You can find your particular suffering and darkness there. Even if it's a, a different shade than the one over here, you're going to find it because it covers everything. And so to me, that is incredibly comforting. And probably pastorally, what I usually encourage myself when I'm talking to myself in the midst of my pain and disappointments and anxiety, discouragement, whatever it is, or somebody else, is to actually read through the Psalms and find your voice, find yourself there. And then the Psalms really give us, there's basically, I think, I think there's like three responses that you can have to pain and suffering. Uh, you can be like, let's go with the extraction, right? There's a line in extraction where this boy talks to the main character and says, you don't drown by falling into the river, you drown by staying submerged. Uh, One way to deal with pain and suffering is to surrender to your pain. It's to be completely swept away by it. It's for your suffering and your pain to actually consume you and swallow you up. And that's one way that we respond to pain and suffering. Uh, The other way uh, is a little more... um, I think it's a little more noticeable in the church, probably, not as, not as much as the other one. Uh, the way that the church people, church folks, the church today tries to deal with pain is by stuffing it. Uh, it's by getting through it. It's by going around it. It's by controlling it and uh, denying it and pretending it's not as bad as it is, or that, it, that the pain and the suffering has three steps to it. Here's the steps, now move on. There's just a sense of we either... Um, surrender and be swallowed up by our pain or we stuff our pain and we hold it down but then we know that it it's like holding down a beach ball you can hold down two of those in the pool with two hands but add a third and it gets real tricky add a fourth and it's impossible and then all of a sudden they start popping up all over your life and that's kind of what happens to those of us i'm a stuffer so the stuffing i found personally experientially never works it actually just kind of makes it worse Uh, And then what the Bible does is it gives us a third way. It actually says you don't stuff it, you don't surrender to it, you pray your pain. 
And that's why the Psalms are so wonderful because they're helping you pray your pain. And when you're praying your pain, praying your emotions, somehow in that mysterious interaction with God, it's helpful. Um, God, God helps us. God heals us. And it, it's not necessarily that he takes your pain away, but that he becomes personally and actively present in your pain. And now you're, you're going into the, the realm of deeper magic, and you're going into the realm of the deeper purposes of God and the deeper work of God, and, and you push into realities that you might not necessarily have been pushed into apart from your pain or without your pain. So I think it's real helpful to recognize that way that the scripture actually gives us to deal with our pain, to pray it. And by praying it, um, we enter into deeper waters with God, deeper magic with God of what he might be doing. And then you can look at passages in scripture which seem to bear that out pretty well. So one of the things I think that as you were talking uh, made me think about one of the compelling one of the compelling things about the Bible, about Christianity, maybe speaking apologetically, is how it deals with suffering in the sense of it doesn't give, um, I'm pulling up this psalm on my phone as I, as I talk, but it doesn't give some, you know, one plus one equals two uh, response to suffering and pain, meaning karma, you know, w- what's going on in my pain? What's going on in my suffering? Why am I hurting or why are you hurting? Oh, let me give you a solid one plus one equals two answer, which is just karma. That's what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Now I've totally made sense of it for you. The Bible doesn't do that. Um, the Bible obviously gives lots of clarity and answers and hope about pain and suffering, right? And um, I'm not. It doesn't confuse us. It doesn't. Uh, it it tells us who the God is over all of it. It tells us uh, who the God is who works all things for our good. But what I mean is that in the in the moment or in the middle of pain, we can't always trace God's hand About to go, oh, I know exactly why X, Y, and Z are happening. Maybe, I think it was Spurgeon maybe who famously said, you know, maybe later hindsight, you know, we can kind of see what we think maybe God was doing and why he was allowing this and why he was allowing that. Yeah. But in the middle of it, it's not like you just open up the Bible and there's these, like I said, these real clear answers to every single question we might have about pain and suffering. Um, It leaves some mystery where some of our questions in the midst of pain can go unanswered. And um, and again, just to be clear, I'm not talking about questions of like, you know, who rules over it and and what he's going to do with it. But um, But probably direct causes and links and... yeah. You know, some way of, I think we use that that form of trying to figure out why and connect A to B. We yeah. we want to know and we want to control, which I think is another form of kind of stuffing it. It's another way of us mm-hmm. trying to deal with it on our own. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, it can look like A is connected to F, yeah. which is then connected to 7, which yeah. we didn't know n- numbers were involved, you know, and it's right. like this just looks like chaos, you yeah, know. Yeah. Psalm 13, I was reading it um I was reading it a, a week or so ago, and it's the song, uh, Psalm where David's lamenting. It begins, How long, O Lord? You know, uh, yeah. just immediately, you know, you, you just know you're being brought into his pain. And how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? He, anyway, it's a, it's a short psalm. 
where he asks these questions, right? He's in, he's in clear pain, immense pain. Where are you, God? It's like you don't even, it's like I don't even exist. I'm not on your radar. I'm not on your map. Nothing makes sense. Um, so he's asking these questions, and then he goes to, um, you can tell he's remembering truth about who God is, because then he says, consider and answer me, light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. So he goes from these questions of the in the chaos of pain and suffering to, okay, there, there are some truths he knows, and so it moves him to ask God, God, don't let me die, give me life, give me light, but then and I bring this psalm up because I love how it ends. It doesn't end, you know, with um, with verse 4, verse 5 saying, and then God did this specifically in my pain. And then God showed me the exact reason. And then God took it all away. There's just this turn in verse 5 where he says, but I've trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. And then it goes, he has the audacity, even in the midst of his pain and suffering, in verse six, I will sing to the Lord because he's dealt bountifully with me. Hmm. So I, I, when I read that, I loved the movement. The movement really hit my heart, whereas I've got these questions that he didn't get answers to. He did not get an answer to when he's going to sense the smile of God on him. Yeah. He doesn't sense it right. He he right. feels, he feels like forgotten. he's forgotten. Yeah. He didn't get the answer of yeah. when that's going to go away. He starts to remember and recall and pray the truth that this is the God of life. I need you to give me life. Um, and then he just ends with saying, but I will trust in your steadfast love. You love me. And that's what I'm holding on to. That's what is crystal clear. That's what's totally solid. That's what my feet are firmly planted on in the midst of the chaos, is the king of the universe who reigns over the chaos and the pain has said, I love you. You you know, I mean, just, it's just such a powerful picture. Even, Mm -hmm. man, I would hope for my own sons, you know, it's like I think through a father's perspective that when their life is insane one day, you know, and maybe I get a phone call and it's just chaos in their life and pain and suffering, that maybe just hearing me tell them, hey, buddy, you know, I can't give you answers for everything. I can't fix all this, but I love you. You know, maybe that would give a a sliver of hope. Yeah. You know, yes. like, okay, if dad loves me, yeah, I maybe I'll be okay. Yeah. And Psalm 13 to me is the king of the universe saying, I, I may not give you all the answers. You may not understand it. I love you. Yeah. I love you. You know, and yeah. okay, that's enough. That's if I can hold on to that, if I can see that to some degree, I can make it through. That's really you know? good. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I think about that even with, with all this stuff with COVID, especially the economic. I mean, no doubt. I mean, you know, here in Waco, we haven't seen as much of the medical um, side of this, but, but more the economic and the financial. Yeah. You know, and I just think yeah. about, man, I just think about people with whether it's small businesses that have had to close their doors or even even people you wouldn't think would be affected, doctors in established practices yeah. that their workload goes down by 75%. It's phenomenal. You think about the financial impact and all the ramifications. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, that's just, for many, many people, that's sheer chaos. It is. I mean, you just drive down Hewitt Drive or drive down any street, you'll, you'll, see, you'll see businesses that have shut. Right. Yeah. And it's like, what do you, okay, how, how, truly, 
how do you get through something like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, okay, <laughs> the Bible is not going to give a clear answer. It's not yep. going to give an, here's the, how this all connects and here's what God is up to in the yeah. world and here's what God is up to in your specific life with your specific financial situation or, but the Bible will give you insanely clear uh, truth about God loves you so much that he sent his son for you, you know, Mm -hmm. and as Paul talks about in Romans eight, if he's not going to spare his son for you, trust me, he will give you everything you need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, That's good. Cause you got the, there's a tendency to think that the way this thing gets resolved, the way that our pain gets resolved is that it gets resolved, right? There's the, the situation, the circumstance, the person, uh, the problem, the trouble, the pain goes away. Right. And, uh, and that might be what God does. I mean, I certainly will pray for it in the midst of my pain. I will certainly pray yeah. for that economic reality, pray for uh, the situations, the circumstances, the heartache, the hardships, the hard people, all of that to get resolved, all of that to be removed. Uh, we should pray for that. But then is there something, is there something still there if that doesn't happen? Um, is there... Is there a comfort that can comfort there? Is there a light still in the darkness? Is there a presence when there's an absence? Uh, That's now going into the deeper waters of pain and the deeper waters of suffering and the deeper waters of hardship and heartache. And I think um, there's something to be said that if God doesn't give the grace uh, to remove whatever the pain is, uh, he will give you the grace to survive it. And that is incredibly comforting. So there's this, um, as you were talking, I was looking up these lyrics of the song that I listen to a lot. It brings a lot of comfort to me. This is the last thing I'll say and then give you the last word. Um, if you can top this. Um, <laughs> probably not. We'll probably <laughs> just close. Uh, this is a song by this band, Ghost Ship. Um, Ghost? And, uh, ghost ship um and uh they wrote this song uh i'm not sure how much is exactly quoted i'm sure like some of it is exactly quoted if not a lot of it i've never looked it up but they wrote it based on job and you know if you've read job um have you ever read job jeff no never okay uh fantastic (laughs) book (laughs) um if you've ever read job you know job goes through immense suffering he has all these questions for god and then god answers and um and so they have this song and it's to me it's this wildly encouraging comforting rebuke to my uh god answer me you know or yeah. or i'll show you but it, they say where were you this is you know god speaking again i, I don't know how much is exactly what it, where were you the day i spoke and told the sun to split the night open cause the morning dark with its light to show who shut in the ocean with the stone doors, marked the reach of tides on those new shores, hung the day, again, who, who hung the day the waves rose and first broke forth? Have you seen the springs of that great sea or walked the caverns carved in the black deep? And then it goes on and on through the great, uh, the gates of darkness there on its floor. It goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Where were you when I created all this? Have you explored all the depths of the ocean and all the depths of the dark? Where were you? And it's just, to me, it's, I, I listen to that song over and over and it comforts my soul yeah. because in my pride, I, 
I um I want answers right. and I want them now and this doesn't make any sense and I don't deserve this pain et cetera et cetera et cetera hmm. you know where were you yeah you know when yeah. I spun the world and the universe into existence with the word of power where yeah. were you when I you know created elephants you know um (laughs) oh you weren't there you weren't there yeah you weren't there so there could be reasons yeah that are infinitely good and infinitely powerful and infinitely gracious uh that we just don't know yeah yeah maybe maybe one day we will right yeah 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 maybe you maybe you don't know everything you know okay yeah. Maybe I should trust someone other than myself. Yeah, that's a know? good way to end. Job. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We will be back next week with more. As always, you can reach out on goodnewsnotgoodadvice.com with topics, things like that you'd love for us to discuss. Uh, we would love to talk about and discuss what matters to you. We we typically talk about and discuss things that matter to us, as hopefully seems evident. But we want we really do this for, for you guys and, uh, and for what you are wrestling with and and we're right there in the thick of it with you. So theological topics, whatever it might be, please reach out. Make sure you subscribe, share this podcast with a friend. You can find episodes on a lot of different places uh, that you listen to your podcast as well as at goodnews.advice.com. So uh, until next week, see you. Peace.